Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. New breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. We'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. Louise Clark, welcome to It's TechTastic. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much, Christian. Nice to meet you. Nice to be here. We never talk about personal well-being, and we need to, especially in today's world. After the pandemic, people still have a lot of the baggage that came along with being locked up and the anxiety and all that that comes with it. And as AI hits us, it's adding just another layer of anxiety on top of that, right? Because nobody knows what it means for their future. A lot of the things that generative AI in particular is really good at, we thought of those as intrinsically human, something that the machines would never take away from us. And all of a sudden here are machines doing a better job than us, right? And so that well-being piece, taking care of yourself and finding, I don't know, safety, emotional safety is really important for a startup but I think it's really important just generally to the public today. I completely agree. And I think one of the things with AI, you're absolutely right, this generative AI has come along. We always knew that it was going to take blue collar jobs, you know, those manual jobs, warehouses, etc. But we never foresee it taking the white collar jobs, you know, lawyers, uh, admin staff, even creative agencies. Creative agencies, you kind of thought were like in a safety bubble, but they're absolutely not. If anything, they're the ones that seem to be really making that shift because these models that are coming up are so clever. But what's really interesting, I think, with well-being, and you touched on this about the pandemic, that socially isolated us. Yeah. And if anything, the AI is actually doing that also. That's going to socially isolate us. You know, jobs are going to downsize. Companies are going to still need stuff, but they're going to invest in tech. So they're going to downsize because they want more productivity, which means that people are going to have less interaction with people. So I think even now, and more so, it's really important that we harness that kind of well-being, look after each other and have human interaction and learn the skills of resilience more. There's been two takes of every guest I have on, we're going to lose jobs or we're going to create more jobs. Uh, and like throughout history, jobs have been lost every time a major thing happens as far as specific jobs. But in general, more jobs are created because the new technology opens more doors. I agree that's what the historical record actually tells us, but this is the first time where the technology so mimics a human's capabilities, you know, like in the knowledge worker part, the one thing that humans always had over every animal and every machine, uh, it so mimics that, that maybe this is the one that breaks that historical trend. So that's the first thought. The second is that there are places where there's been latent capacity that's just been blocked by, there aren't enough of them. My favorite example of that is software engineers. Every company has a lot of software engineers that can afford them. If they can afford them, they hire a bunch of them and it's never enough. They need 10 times as many as they have. And so this unlocks that latent potential because it makes every software engineer worth 10. And I wonder if in a lot of these places, that's not true. Like in the creative agency, if all of a sudden that one creative director that was brilliant, 
but they can only handle one campaign a week or whatever that number is, right? Can now do 10. And if that just unlocks this human potential. Yes. So I think you're right. There was a study done and the models like ChatGTP scored 155 on a verbal test. So it's analyzing data really, really quickly. And what it's going to do is it has the capacity to increase productivity, but we'll still need that human interaction. So some jobs will go, some jobs will be automated. So they reckon that in the US, within the next few years, 85% of jobs will be impacted by some way, but only 14% of them will completely go. Mm. And that's because they will automate certain parts of it to make it more productive. So the job as you know them will leave, but you'll need that to upskill and you'll be able to have more chance to learn generative AI, more training courses to understand it so that you can increase productivity. So you're right, you know, you will see the rise of more campaigns going, more work, but you still need human touch because some of these machines do hallucinate. And you might have seen this depending on what paid models you have, but some hallucinate because the person input in the data to start that campaign hasn't got the right prompts, isn't given it enough information to carry out the task. So then what it does is it hallucinates and it brings up stuff that isn't true, isn't right, citations that are incorrect. And you'll need humans to go through that and sift through it. So, you know, automation in terms of white collar and those heavy lifting jobs that do cost a lot of money. I mean, for not just the cost of labor, but when you think about this carbon emissions, all those sort of things and the cost of the workforce impacted in sickness, impacted in uh, work-related illness or injury, those jobs will be more automated. But the other jobs like creative, I think will still need that human touch, but they will have to be modified. They will have to have more training in that, understanding what's needed to prompt, because it's not just you'll do the course once and you'll learn. Because what we're seeing is AI is evolving every single night. It's used generated content. It's learning our patterns of behavior. It's got plugins for all different ones now. They're learning our behaviors. So it's a continual cycle. And I think it's not going anywhere. And it's a case of you've got to get on board with it. The fundamental reality is no matter what, even if your job isn't eliminated, mm -hmm. your job will change. If you're a knowledge worker today, it's going to change. And that itself is a stressor. And because of the things like the generative AI tools that are coming out, it's going to be a lot more a human and a machine working together. And that itself takes away from the human to human interaction, which itself is another stressor. And so the well-being piece of it becomes even more important going forward, right? Absolutely. Yes, because you're right. I mean, we will see them slightly replaced. If you look now, there will be robotic people that will fill that need for people that who are isolated. We look at AI porn, which is increasing significantly. We look at AI, the way in which people are interacting with that, because some people, it fills that need. They don't like to talk to people and they may have got used to being in the pandemics. They might have been okay interacting before, but a little bit socially awkward, have found that the pandemic for them worked really well because they didn't have to interact. So there is that channel where it will go down and it will service those people. However, people who thrive, which, you know, we do need them. We need human interaction. As much as you can get stimulus from, from a computer, you still need a hug. You still need to be able to have those interactions. So it's really important that you still have that. And I think there is a big onus on companies now to really ensure that their well-being model, their interaction model, their huddles, however they interact with their staff, is of a human nature, not just sat over a computer screen. 
But we do really need to look at how to interact and also how to build resilience because these are the things that we, we're going to become used to getting AI to solve problems for us, you know, to deal with things, but we're not going to be able to build that resilience. So if there is a challenge, how do we cope with that? How do we overcome that? You know, if you're used to a computer doing it, suddenly you're met with something, you're not going to know how to handle that and that's going to trigger off a whole heap of emotions. So there is a lot of work to be done on it. And, and this is what you mentioned about well-being. When we look at well-being and the personal element of it, there's so much fake technology out there. And you'll see them all over social media at the moment. Beautiful, stunning ladies and men that you think are real. They're in all of these glamorous photos. They don't look like they've been superimposed. It's because they haven't. It's because they're completely AI generated. The whole picture, the whole image. Now, back when I was younger, there was a film called Weird Science, which was really great. And if you think about that, it was brilliant because they had the ideal girlfriend and that was great and every man loved her. But actually, when you're seeing things now and you're seeing the rise of that, there is going to be a worry about what is real and what isn't. People do suffer with paranoia. They have been believing things to be true. That whole kind of worry of how does that look? How's that going to play a part in people's well-being going forward? What are they going to believe to be true? You know, you see likes of celebrities out there using holograms. You don't know if they're real or if they're not. You know, I've been kind of privy to seeing how presentations are done where I could be having this conversation with you now, looking at you, but actually I'm completely looking in a different direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't know, you know? And it's the same with text messages. You can get people's voices now. You could record my voice. You could download my voice into an AI platform and you could convert it because it's got all of the words that's needed. I could sing you a song or I could, you know, read you a story and send you a text message, send you a voice note. And that's what's worrying because it's that the genie's out of the bottle, I've opened Pandora's box. It's not going back in because it's a completely different shape to the box now. <laughs> so it's it's how do we move forward? And I think it's really important now that we get some understanding of how to handle it. Your point about not knowing truth from fiction anymore, there are more flat earthers today than there was just two decades ago. And that has more to do with just all of a sudden the crazies can find each other and they have an echo chamber that they can create in whatever online form they want. And now everybody can be gaslit with things that are effectively, like it could be your news anchor that you trusted if you were my parents' age, right? That all of a sudden is telling them this thing has occurred that hasn't. It could be your family member being mimicked and calling you to say they're having, you know, a medical emergency, send money. Like the ability to be scammed on all fronts, whether it's criminal or just altering your view of what is reality is um, absolutely wide open for the first time in our existence. And the ability to disseminate that factual falsehood has never been more powerful. It's super easy to do today. And so the question for me on the well-being part is, how do you maintain an appropriate level of skepticism and not drive yourself insane in, in the process of questioning everything? Because if you can't trust your own eyes, you can't trust your own ears, and you can't even trust the people around you in the way that we've learned to interact with them like we are right now, because everybody's so remote from each other, like nobody lives in the town they grew up in anymore, right? Yeah. Like, how do you maintain sanity? That's a really good question. And I suppose this will encourage human interaction more, actually having that physical human interaction yeah. with people. See, we saw the decline of that before AI, social media. Social media yeah. in our smartphones really saw us separate from reality. 
And I think we'll have to go back into reality. We will have to go and have that human interaction to see them, to feel them, to touch them, smell them, whatever it is that you need to do, just to know that that's okay, that actually that is that person still, because you're absolutely right. There was something done on a person who phoned up a bank and sort of got ChatGTP to do it. So it wasn't, it was uh, got the script from there, but then used a voice agent and it got it to access the bank account of a late dying grandmother. This is really worrying. So yes, I think it's the call for human interaction. I think what you will see is more and more people, higher people, people, because people are worried at whatever level you are in society. The tech giants are meeting today. They're meeting with uh, the White House. They're meeting with all of those big heads to say, look, what can we do about this? And I think there will be a call for more human interaction. That's where I landed too when I when I started questioning all this. I'm like the pandemic caused us to all to isolate, to be uh, remote from each other, and companies when they opened back up started doing the return to the office mandate. And really, that was a lot of extroverted leadership expecting all the people that they put out there to come back in because they needed it. Well, you believe that this is going to create better dynamic problem solving, that the collaboration is impacted by being in person. If you believe that, you need to actually make it true. You need to be deliberate about it. Be sincere, be deliberate. And I think that's what we need to do as people too, is like, I know that I do this. I'm fairly extroverted for being a technologist, but during the pandemic, I lived for six months. My wife was in Boston. I was here 3000 miles away. For six months, I didn't see another human being and I've never been happier. It was so relaxing, um, but to your point also about the social media piece, like every one of these times where we believe the technology was gonna bring us closer together, what it did is it just gave us one more piece between us that allowed us to maintain a distance. And friendships fall apart if they're not maintained. And so like real friendships went away and this superficial online version of it kind of rose. God, I almost put that in the same category as a reality television. It's not reality and it's not good television, but it's kind of at that same camp. Absolutely. And I think you're right with reality television. You kind of feel like you know that person. It's completely staged. It's completely scripted to make to look like reality. But you think, oh, I like that. I know that person. I know how they operate. But it is interesting because with social media, we'd already got a sort of an entry level in terms of and, and we actually were in uproar about it when we started to see filters being used. And yeah. there was a lot of campaigning around that's not right, that's not good for young people to see that image. We need to see authenticity. And we've got that. And obviously with the rise of AI, I think it's even more important now to really get that human interaction. But you're right, leadership, they were suffering with a lot of burnout during that time. And one of the things around burnout is because you're isolated and you need to be able to get back into human interaction and actually have conversations with people that's not behind the screen because you're actually mentally drained and lethargic through with burnout, with screens. So there was a lot around that, but I think going forward, yeah, it's definitely the rise of, uh, of human interaction. So we've only got a few minutes left in the recording and I wanna make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. So you do consulting and business services and I think you run courses also on, yes, I do. on this. 
but I run courses on AI. So I've got some courses at the moment that are prompt mastery. So it's how to use AI, ChatGTP, how to put the correct prompts in to get the answers that you want, because you can put it in, but you need to be able to give it as much information to get the best answers out of it. Prompting is for everybody, but then there is specific ones if you're in sales and marketing, doing art and around well-being, because there are certain ways, just like you can use it to do something marketing or to do a strategy, a content piece, you can also use it for your own well-being. There are ways in which you can get yourself your own well-being expert, because a lot of the time, especially over here in the UK, the wait list to see somebody is 18 months to see any that's sort of mental health a counsellor so what this allows yeah and it's shocking because there are very few paid therapists here so we use obviously the NHS and they signpost but they're obviously really busy so you can have it there for um, and obviously it applies everywhere because it's global but you know you can have your own well-being person that can help you and as much as you can, especially if you're in a crisis or if you're struggling with certain things and you need some strategies and you need some CBT techniques and all of that, it can give you that there and then, which is just one layer. So it's teaching you how to use that and or how workplaces can use that, you know, that can help their workforce as well. So, so keepingahead.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much, Christian. And that's a wrap for this episode of Techtastic. I want to thank you personally for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep exploring and stay curious.